And Lord God, our hearts and our minds are hoping to receive your word with weakness of our heart today. We will not remain the same. Your word will transform us, change us, elevate us, transport us, yes, to the higher level of grace. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. No ordinary mind can understand your word. Lord God, we receive spiritual understanding of your word. We receive the spirit of revelation of your word. Wisdom comes to us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that you teach us your word as it is in your heart, O God. Simply in our hearts. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Once again, I welcome you to today's service. I hope you had a wonderful week. Um, oh, thanks be unto God. Today, we're going to be, um, by the Spirit of God, I want to begin to share with you on something that the Lord has directed me to share today. And um, I hope you're ready with your writing materials and your Bible. Be ready to receive because the Bible says that the entrance of thy word giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. There is something that happens to you when you hear and listen to God's word. And thanks be unto God, I'm grateful that you know, one of the graces that the Lord has given me is that when, when I share like this, the ability to do that which we talk about, the ability comes with the word. So I'm not only telling you of something you cannot do. As I'm telling you, the ability comes in you. It comes upon you. And you can do exactly what we're talking about or what we talk about. That's one of the graces that the Lord has blessed me with. And you will see that at work in your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. So today, we're going to be talking about the purposeful life. And notice I didn't say a purposeful life. The purposeful life. The purposeful life. There's a reason for that. So, you know, we're going to be talking about that today. What is purpose? You know, every man born into this world is born into this world firstly to begin to find their purpose. And there was a message that I taught some times ago where I spoke a little bit about something like this. And I could remember I said that um, you are not born first before God gives you a purpose. A man is not born. A, wo uh, a woman is not born. A boy or a girl, whatever you want to use, is not born and then God gives them a purpose. But actually, we are born because of purpose. 
So the reason why you are born is because of what you have been born to do. That's the reason why you came. It's not that you came to live and then God looked for a purpose and gave it to you. No. Purpose gave birth to you. <laughs> do you understand what that means? Purpose gave birth to you. You are here because of a purpose. If there was no purpose for you, you won't be here. You won't be here. You know, I've heard and I'm sure you've heard people talked about them being in an accident and they will tell you after they survived that accident, they knew that they, are, they, they were living for a purpose. Of course. Because your purpose can actually keep you alive. <laughs> That's how powerful purpose is. Your purpose can keep you alive. <laughs> That's a power of purpose. The only time someone can die before the accomplishment of their purpose is when they live their life without God. And when they have found that purpose and chose to ignore it. Foolishness is not ignorance. Are you listening to me? Foolishness is, because, is, 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 is not because you don't know. Foolishness is basically you know, but you choose to not believe. You see it before you, but you made that choice that you're not going to believe it. Whether consciously or unconsciously, but it's your choice. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So purpose give birth to you. So when someone dies without the fulfillment of their purpose, it's because they have ignored God at some times. Or they found their purpose and choose not to, not to walk in the path of their purpose. Because when your purpose gives, gives up on you, there's no point for you to leave. You're just wasting breath. So your purpose can actually ask the power to keep you alive. I heard something years ago that says a man that has a dream cannot die untimely deaths. A man with a vision cannot die an untimely death. Because a vision and a dream that God has given you, a purpose that God has given you, the agenda of God for your life can keep you alive. Can keep you alive. You can find yourself in an accident that would kill someone else, but you come out alive. It's because of your purpose. There's something you are still here to do. And as, I, as I'm talking to you right now, there are, there, are, there are some of you that can you can begin to think back at some things that should have taken your life, but you're still alive today. It's because your purpose, your purpose, your purpose, because of your purpose. So that's why it is very important that you find your purpose. And there is a time limit given to every man to find their purpose. Are you listening to me? Once you pass that time limit, there's no point. There's a time in your life that you're supposed to find your purpose. Why? Because other lives depends on your purpose. Listen to me. Other lives depends on the accomplishment and the fulfillment of your purpose. I'll give you an example. If a man was born 
to be a medical doctor. And God gave him a special grace in that field. And this guy went to school and faces some challenges in school and decide to drop out of school. Do you know that guy leaving the school and throwing the, 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 uh, his, his, uh, his medical journey in the trash and pursues another purpose. There are those that God has destined in the future that this man will treat and they will be well. Now when it gets to the time and those people begin to fall sick and they begin to die. There's no point for that medical doctor who has refused his purpose to keep living. There's no point. Do you understand what I'm trying to say here? So there's a time, there's a time limit for the achievement and the accomplishment uh, 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 for, 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 the, for, for, for you to find your purpose. There's a time. Praise God. Are you listening to me? I want you to follow me on this. That someone has life doesn't mean that that life has purpose. <laughs> you can be living. Are you listening to me? You can be alive. You can be breathing. That your breathing doesn't mean that that life has a purpose. There are purposeless lives. And it's also a choice. So what is purpose? I'll just I'll just I just explain to you, you know, in, in the in the simplest way. Basically, that thing that God has created you to come and do. I'm not going to speak English. That's it's as simple as that. This is what God has created you for. You know, I've, I I've said this again and again and again. Have you ever sat down to ask yourself, why were you born at such a time as this? Why not 500 years ago? Why not a thousand years ago? Why now? Why? Why are you not born like maybe 10 years from now? Why now? Why are you why are you here now? Why? At this time. Yes, God is above time. He is above time. And that's why, you know, Ecclesiastes says, there is time for everything under the sun. So have you ever asked yourself, why now? Why, why am I here? Why was I born in the year that I was born? In the month that I was born, at, at that time, why? Why am I 30 years old at this time? Why am I 50 years old at this time? Why am I 20? Why am I 19 years old at such a time as this? Why? It wasn't a coincidence. Oh, somebody is thinking, oh, so what about, you know, I've heard my parents said they were not even planning for me. You know, they, they had had all the children that they had. They stopped on Matthew. After they had Matthew, they said, no more kids. But I came. So what about that? 
Your parents might not be expecting you. But God, <laughs> God was expecting you. And that's why parents are called parents. What, what does it mean to be a parent? It means to be a, a, a caretaker. <laughs> uh, if I own a house and I'm going to rent out the house to people, and I find a man, I said, you be the caretaker of this house. That means the man uh, is in charge of, uh, of the management of the house. Alright? So it takes care of whatever the needs of the tenants, uh, the, uh, of the tenants of the house, and you know, whatever, whatever it is, to manage the affairs of the house. That he is the caretaker of the house doesn't mean that he knew when the house was built. <laughs> uh doesn't mean that he knows the history of the house, except the owner of the house tells him. It doesn't mean that he knows the vision of the house. In fact, he cannot even say, even if he re read the plan of the house, how it was built, there are still some information that he doesn't know about the house. Even if he lived in that house before, before he became the caretaker of the, of the house, it still there are some things he doesn't know about the house. So parents are just caretakers. But God's gives, God is the one that gives the children and says, take care of this person for me. Guide them, lead them. So I said that to say this, that your parents didn't plan for you. They were not expecting you. They were done having kids, but then you showed up. Doesn't mean that you are an accident to God. You might be an accident to your parents. But they are just your caretaker. That's why they are the caretakers. Someone is thinking, but even, you know, my parents were not even together. You know, they were not, I just came. In fact, some of my friends called, would they hear my story and call me a bastard? <laughs> Just like I said, that the caretaker is the one managing or is, is, is the one that manages the affairs of the house doesn't mean that he's the owner of the house. <laughs> uh, uh, so that you're, because, because your parents are not together and they didn't even plan for it. They, they are not even in agreement. You just happened. Maybe they were drunk and they had you. It doesn't mean that you are a bastard. Because they are just the caretaker. They were not the one that gave you life. <laughs> uh, I can introduce you to the life giver. Praise God. So purpose is that thing. That, 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 that reason, the reason why you came. The reason why you came. Oh, how many people have given up on their purpose? See, you can, you can only give up on your purpose. I, I, I hope somebody will be able to understand this. Are you listening to me? You know, try to erase out of your mentality the fact that you were born and then God gave you a purpose. No, that purpose gave birth to you. You are here because of that purpose. 
you came for that purpose. <laughs> Even Jesus came for a purpose. The purpose brought Jesus. The purpose, the purpose he had brought him. Jesus said, he said, it is written of me in the volume of the books. He said, you said that? Did you hear that? He said, it, it is written of me in the volume of the books. Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. <laughs> Even the Son of God came because of a purpose. And he would say at several times, he said, for this purpose, the Son of Man. For this purpose, the Son of Man came. The Son of Man. For this purpose, for this reason, for this agenda of God. Let me tell you something. If you're living your life and your purpose has no connection to God, that is a purposeless life. And I'll tell you why. For this purpose, Jesus said that. Can you stand and say, for this purpose was I born? A man or woman who has found their purpose, they have found something that they can die for. They have found something that they can go hungry for. They have found something that they can starve, their, starve themselves for. They have found something that they can lose all the luxuries of life for. Purpose. It's easy to know the people who don't have purpose. They make very little money, but they spend a lot on the things that don't matter. Find out. They don't know their purposes. They don't know why they were born. Because your purpose drives you. Your purpose keeps you in check. Your purpose is the reason why you are disciplined. <laughs> your purpose controls the affairs of your life. When you don't have a purpose, you live anyhow. And it's not that you don't have a purpose, but you've not found out. You've not invested in yourself to find out, why am I here? God is not going to do it for you. He prepared, that's why you came. You came because you have a purpose. It is your responsibility to find that purpose. It is your responsibility. And I'm not talking about whether you are born to be a professor or a doctor or a surgeon or an architect. I'm not, no, those are professions. Those are not purposes. But those professions can be an avenue where you will fulfill your purpose. Listen to me. Oh my goodness. I wish somebody can grasp this. Most times, education, academics have been misconstrued. Many people go to school and become what they studied in school. God did not create you to go to school and become what you went to school to study. No. God created you to become who he has created you to be. You going to school is just enlightening your mind. So if I go to school to become a barrister, to become an attorney, to become a lawyer, in the field of law, I fulfill my God-given purpose even though I'm a lawyer. Are you listening to me? Oh, Your profession can just be an avenue to reach out to people. You know, there's something that the, that the, uh, that um, um, there's a word, word that the Greek called or calls cosmos. Cosmos is your world. Your relative world. The world that you relate with. In other words, 
if you are just like I said, if you are a lawyer right now, right? If 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 you let's assume you are a lawyer. Now, because you are a lawyer, there are different kinds of people that you meet because you are a lawyer. You will meet people, you have access to the to the to the to the world, to the cosmos of law. If you're a banker, you'll have access to meet more people in the banking world, in the commercial world. If you're a businessman, you'll have more access to meet more businessmen, either like you, bigger than you, or even lower to you. So that's your access. So your profession could be your access into a cosmos to fulfill your God-given purpose. But that's not who you are. That's not who you are. Your purpose is who you are. Are you, are you, are you, are you following me? I want to go. That this, this comes, it comes home in your heart. Because it is expedient. It is expedient. Ah, yeah. Ah, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. See, when you stand before God in the last days, <laughs> you think you're going to be judged based on being a doctor. You think you're going to be judged based on how nice you are. No, you're going to be judged based on your God-given purpose. That's how you're going to be judged. He's, God is not going to compare you with Mr. B, who is also a lawyer, and you are also a lawyer from the same firm. In fact, if you, have, you drive the same car, you have the same, the same, whatever it is. No matter how alike you are, you are not going to be judged alike. God gave you a purpose. And that purpose is what he will use to judge you. How you fulfilled it. How diligent were you? How faithful were you in that purpose? God doesn't care whether you are a lawyer. Doesn't care whether 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 you are a, uh, 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 a bank manager. He doesn't care about that. That means nothing to God. Those are the things that that when you die, it, it, it dies with you here. It, it, it doesn't graduate or elevate to heaven. It doesn't. It cannot pass. You cannot get to heaven and say, um, according to my banking experience. No, it is useless. It is useless in heaven. I have 1,000 years of experience in banking. It is useless in heaven. <laughs> hey, when you hear what we call wisdom, do you know who Jesus is? The Bible says that Jesus is the embodiment of wisdom. In other words, anything you want to know. Ligatea. <laughs> and God says he used the foolishness of this world to confound the wise. And the Bible says that the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of man. So how your banking is, uh, uh, and, and knowledge and experience? How useful will that be in heaven? So whatever you attain here, it's, it's, it ends here. It ends here. But God, what will go with you is what God gave to you. <laughs> uh, when, the reason why you were born is the only thing that will go back with you and you will tender before God I 
as God is looking at you right now, watching you, is dealing with you based on the purpose that he has given you. God is dealing with you right now, all your life. God is dealing with you based on the purpose that he has given you. That's why you drive the kind of car you drive. That's why you think the way you think. And if you're not thinking in the line of your purpose, that's why you're facing so much challenges because there is no alignment between you and your purpose yet. And that's why people come find themselves in a lot of troubles, in a lot of problems, because they have not come home. They have not aligned with their purpose. The time when life becomes easy for a man is the time when he has aligned himself with his God-given purpose. Life becomes easy for him. Even when he is hungry, he will be joyful and happy. Why? Because Have you seen a man who is hungry and is depressed? Who is poor and is depressed? Who lacks money and is depressed? But yet he is another man. He's hungry. He doesn't have food. He doesn't even know where the next meal will come from. But because he's walking in his purpose, there's joy and peace and happiness in his heart. Why? Because there's something that comes when you align yourself with your God-given purpose. Because at the end of the day, you have come to realize that that's all that matters. Are you listening to me? You know, every time I see, I see young people. These are the things that go through my mind. Just imagine a 14-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 16-year-old who has already found their purpose, their God-given purpose. Just imagine what they can do. Let me take you from um, take you to the beginning. Genesis chapter number one. When we, when we begin to read this scripture, you begin to understand even deeper what I've been talking, what I've been talking all about, uh, all about all along. Genesis chapter number one. Are you with me? Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Somebody's life is transformed right now as you're listening to me. You know what I just said in tongues? The Lord is reorganizing your life. Because now you are, you, you, are, you, you, the, 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 yeah, there's an alignment that is happening. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Genesis chapter number one, verse number 26. Oh, you will love this. This will give you so much of understanding. You know, I used to say this. And maybe you have heard me say this also. Life without God is useless. And when we read the scripture, I'll show it to you. It's right there. And that's why I tell people, Christianity is not a religion. We're not trying to, to create a cult or a group of people who has a religion. We are Christians. And this one, some other will know. It's a thousand times no. When God created man, he had an agenda. The devil deceived the man that God created. Actually, the Bible says the devil deceived the woman, not the man. He had an agenda. 
So when man lost that place, when man lost that purpose, when man lost that relationship with God, Jesus was the answer. So Jesus is not just for people who want to become Christians. No. It's for everybody. Because that's the only way, that's the only time you can begin to walk in line of your purpose. I'll show you the general purpose right here. And from the general purpose, you can begin to find out your individual purpose. It's connected. I, 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 am, I am discharging so much information. I hope you're following me. Praise God. Oh, God is talking to someone. Genesis chapter number one. Oh, You know, this is, this is a kind of message that you want to send the link to everyone that you know. Because it will help a lot of people. You'll be shocked how many people out there are just living randomly. <laughs> a random life. As it comes, it happens, and we leave it. <laughs> I says Genesis chapter number 1 verse 26. Are you there? This is the creation. Genesis 1 26. He says, and, God's, and God blessed them. Praise God. I said Genesis chapter number 1 verse 26. Said, and, God, and God said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness. Whew, I can spend a whole month talking about this. And God said, let us make man. We're reading Genesis chapter number 1 verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness. Number one purpose. <laughs> you didn't see it. God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. God was talking. The Hebrew word God is the plural for God. Elohim. See, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. That's the first purpose for mankind. The word translated image and likeness there is another word that, that meant uh, uh, um, representative. In the shape, in the form. In other words, man was created to look like God and to function like God. So the first purpose of mankind is to come and look like God and function like God. That's the purpose of man. The first number one purpose. And that tells you how important it is for you to be connected to God. That's, that tells you how important it is for you to... Ah, to be in relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It tells you how important it is. Man was born for this purpose. Man was created for this purpose. To look like God and to function like God. In his likeness and in his image. That's what it means. That's the first purpose. So if you're not functioning like God, what does it mean to function like God? What does it mean to look like God? Ali Bahate. Gazula Bahasha. What does it mean to look like God? What does it mean to function like God? How does God function? How does he think? How does he talk? See, 
I'm not trying to put too much on you. No, I'm not. Trust me, I am not. I'm only teaching you what God has put in you. If you can't do it, I won't tell you. And if you cannot do it, it won't be in the word of God. It's because the ability is in you. The grace has been given. The Bible says that, he said the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So the first purpose of mankind, the first reason, he said it, let's read it again, Genesis chapter number 1 verse 26, maybe if you, if you missed it the first time, maybe this time you'll see it. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. First, number one, in our image and in our likeness. In other words, to look like us and to function like us. So before you can even begin to fulfill this general purpose, you have to understand, you have to come to an understanding, have an epignosis of who God is, how he functions, and how he looks. You know, there are people who will, who could tell me, or who, who, who has told me like, oh, you look good, oh, you, you dress good, oh, you wear nice clothes. There is a reason. Because the Hebrew word that was used there in his image and his likeness, it actually means God's representative. If I'm if I'm if I uh, if I've come into the full knowledge or that I'm the representation or representative of God in the earth, how should I dress? How should I look? How should I carry myself? Because that's number one, that's God's number one purpose to look like God and to function like God. How are you functioning? That's the purpose, number one purpose. To look like God and to function like him. Number one. Don't forget that. So in your writing material right now, write it down. Number one. Number one purpose. General purpose of man. To look like God and to function like God. Hmm, that's, that's so deep. I, I can preach a whole month on that. Look like God. And function like God. Hey, just think about someone who functions like God. Would they be a failure? Would they just accept anything? Whatever we be, we be. Hey, kabarabali asusa. Eh? The one that functions like God will say, "Whatever we be, we be." No. Have you? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just stop right there, cause I can. I, I, I'm telling you the truth. I can preach a whole month of that. To look like God and function like God. First purpose. Let's keep reading. There's still a lot right there. Verse, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. It says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion. Number two. He says, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and yeah, over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God, hey, God actually did it. Oh my goodness, he did it. He was saying it. But now he did it, verse 27. He says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he in. Male and female created he them. What in the world? God actually did it. So he did it. 
It was done. Lucky la. <laughs> and that's how you came. And then the second, oh, don't miss this. The second purpose is it for them to have dominion. Number two, to have dominion. What does it mean to have dominion? The Hebrew word there has the synonym that says to rule. Yeah. Maybe I should just give you that Hebrew word. The Hebrew word is radar. 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 R-A-D-A-H. Radar. And it means to tread down. Hali Kabalia. It means to subjugate. Haya. Hey. Haya. 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 So man was created to subjugate the earth. To subjugate everything in the earth. See. Haya. If you read Genesis from chapter 1. I mean chapter 1 verse 1 to this point. Look at everything God created. Everything God created was for the purpose of man. The fish has a purpose. It's for man. The plant for man. Everything God created was for man. So, and that's why man was the last that God created. Why? Because God made provisions first for man before he created him. God, God did not send you to this earth and gave you nothing. No. You have everything you need to be what he wants you to do. and To be. You have everything you require to be exactly what he wants you to be. And this is proof. He created everything and created man last. In fact, the first day that man saw was the day of rest. To tell you. So I said the, the Hebrew word used dominion there is radar. And radar means, radar means to tread down. It means to subjugate, to crumble off, to prevail against, to reign, to reign, to reign and to exercise authority, to exercise authority, to exercise authority, to exercise authority. Do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? That means as that when God created man, even if there was something called edict, that man was supposed to exercise authority over that edict. This man was created, number one, to look like God and function like God. Number two, to rule, to have dominion over everything God has created. To rule. To subjugate, to put under a liga, to exercise authority, to reign. Who are those that reign? Tell me. The king is the one that is born to reign and to rule. And the, uh, one of the synonyms of the word dominion, radar, in that scripture actually means to rule. That's one of the synonyms. So you are born to reign and rule. You are born to have a dominion. To have dominion over everything God has created. You know, there was someone who stopped coming to church. And finally, when he decided to show up in church, the pastor asked him and said, Brother, why have you not been coming to church? He said, the problems I've been going through, in fact, pastor, 
The problems are surmounting me. The pastor said, where have you been? That you are talking like this, surmounting you? How? What have you been listening to? I can see why. That's why you have not been coming to church. And that's why the problems are surmounting you. Surmount you when you were created to have dominion. To exercise authority. The only time a king will behave like a slave is because he forgets who he is. Or he doesn't know who he is. But that he decides to function or that, or that he functions as a slave or acts as a slave doesn't mean that he doesn't have the authority. So you can have the authority and the power to subjugate anything. To reign and rule in this life. You can, you can have all that power that you require but then still live as a beggar. It's possible. Very possible. So you know, that verse 26 and 27, if you keep reading on, we all know the story, how, 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 how Eve was tempted. And then, you know, man fell. And from thenceforth, man became an aimless being. A purposeless being. Maybe we should keep reading so that I will show you. you know. Verse 27 again says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, he male and female created he them. Verse 28. And God blessed them. Hi-ya. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> hey, and replenish the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea. First of all, God said, let us make man and make them do these things. He listed it out. And now when he created man, he told the man, because of relationship. Are you listening to me? God told the man what he was born and created to do. God is telling him now. What God said before he created the man. What the man should do before he created him. Now God is telling him right now what he was created for. What does that tell you? It means it's only God who can begin to reveal to you your purpose. So if you don't have a relationship with God, you will be aimless. You'll be purposeless. You'll be as that boxer who is shadow boxing. Aimless. A life without the relationship with God is, a, is an aimless life. A purposeless life. You can have all the billions of money in the world. It's an aimless life. It doesn't count. So, God was able to reveal to this man, this is your purpose. This is why I created you. This is why I formed you. In my likeness and in my image. To look like me and function like me. And these are the things that you are born to do. God was the one now telling him. See, a motivational speaker doesn't have the power to tell you. A life coach cannot tell you. Sometimes they even tell you to copy someone until, and then while you're copying someone, you'll find yourself. <laughs> hey! If only you would create and pay attention to your relationship with God. You won't have to copy anybody. 
you will be the, the you that God wants you to be. God doesn't create counterfeits. Everything God created is original. It's the devil that creates fake. He's the king of fake. And you know what fake is? Fake is lies. Bible says Jesus said he's the father of lies. The devil. Jesus was talking about the devil. He said he's the, the devil is the father of lies. He's, he's, he's king of it. In fact, even when he's telling the truth, it's a lie. <laughs> Do you understand that? The devil can he doesn't have the ability to tell the truth. <laughs> That's so funny. Even when he's telling the truth, it's a lie. <laughs> oh, bless the Lord Jesus. Whew. Since God created man in his own image, in the image of God created him, we are in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. Let's go to 28 now, verse 28. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb, every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of a, of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. Verse 30, And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. You see, you see that? God handed over man's purpose to him. What came before the man? His purpose. So why did God create the man? For purpose. So purpose gave birth to the man. God did not just, just say, okay, here goes man. Oh, what is he going to be doing? Oh, he's kind of lazying around, just moving around. Let me give him something to do. No! Purpose came. And then the man came. And when, when the man came, God began to tell him, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're born to do. These are your purpose. This is what you... Yeah. And do you know what? If you read, if you read on in Genesis chapter number 2, you see how God... The Bible says that God brought the animals and brought it to Adam. And whatever name Adam called the animals, that was the name. He was fulfilling his purpose. And this guy, Adam, was tending, was tending the garden. He was tending the, the garden where God put him. That was his purpose too. Fulfilling his purpose. The Bible says that you know, once in a while, God will come down and have fellowship with him. You know, he was a friend of God. Hallelujah. Ah, what a purpose. Praise the Lord. Are you, are you following me? This is this is this is important. Praise the Lord. Oh, I wish I could I could read so much. Let, let's just go to Genesis chapter number two from verse one. Genesis chapter number two, verse one. It says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them, and on the seventh day. 
God ended his work which he had made and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. The first day man saw was a day of sanctification. The day of rest and of sanctification. That was the first day man saw. That should tell you that that's how your life should be. It's sanctified and a life of rest. Because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. Verse 4. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth, when they were created in the day, in the day that the Lord made all the earth in the heavens, and the heavens, and every plant of the field, before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole fish of the earth. Verse 7, And the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground. Now it goes back to the explanation of how man came about. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul now he's explaining to us how god created man the process of man's creation and the lord god planted a garden eastward in hidden and there he put the man whom he had formed verse 9 and out of the ground made the lord god to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food and the the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil and a river went out of eden to water the garden and from thence it was parted and became into four edges. The name of the first Python. Let's go straight to verse number 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. Everything came because God said. This man was just fulfilling God's purpose. He wasn't even asking God for anything. God provided. God, God knew what he needed. God was supplying his need even before he, he was not even thinking about his need. <laughs> what is that telling you when you are focused on your purpose your god giving purpose you don't think about your needs before you have a need it will be met now you can begin to see now why people suffer for nothing your place of purpose is your place of safety i i, I told you that's where you find rest that's where life becomes easy for you. Your place of purpose. So, we all know the story. If you keep reading on. Man ate of the fruit. And, they, and you know, they fell. They lost that dominion. They lost that authority. I will not be able to go into that today, but I'll just show you a few scriptures. Um, first John chapter number five. Are you with me now? First John chapter number five. Sigabahate. Oh my goodness, this is beautiful. First John chapter number five, verse one. Hallelujah. 
It says, Whosoever, first John chapter 5, first epistle of John, not Saint John, first epistle of John chapter 5, verse 1. It says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. <laughs> hey! Oh boy, I'm trying to hold myself in so that we can finish this and continue later next week. And everyone that loveth him that begot loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. For verse 4 now, listen to this. Verse 4. It says, mm, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Now, it's telling you about the same thing that God gave Adam that he lost in the garden. Dominion. Rulership. Exercising authority. Let me read it in the Amplified Bible. You will, you will, you will catch it now. I know some of you are like, where's the connection here? Wait, I'll show you. I'll show you. Now, the Amplified Bible is not another Bible. It's basically uh, another translation of the Bible saying the same thing, but in today's language, in today's English, not thou art, you know. You understand what I'm saying? So, like I'm talking right now, my voice is amplified to you. You can hear me because there's an uh, uh, the, there is uh, there is an amplifier. All right, you can. It's my voice is being amplified, so you are not hearing what I'm not saying. You're hearing what I'm saying, but loudly. That's what an amplifier does. Are you listening to me? So this is an amplified Bible. You get it now? Good. So everyone, listen to this. It says everyone who is everyone who believes with a deep abiding trust in the fact that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, is born of God, and that and that is reborn from above, spiritually, transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose. That's what I want you to see. I'm gonna read again because I think I was too fast. Everyone who believes with a deep abiding trust in the fact that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, is born of God. That is, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed and set apart for his purpose. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Oh, Adam might have lost something in the garden. But when Jesus came, he brought something bigger than what God gave Adam. The reason why he created man. But when you come into Jesus Christ, when you come into God through our Lord Jesus Christ, you are set apart for a purpose. That's what he's telling you. Now, there is a purpose. You know, there are a lot of people who say, I'm born again. Do, do you understand what it means to be born again? It's not a religious statement. It's not a statement for fanatics. No. It means you are set apart for God's purpose. Set apart for a purpose. What purpose now? Mm. 
Are you still with me? First Corinthians chapter number chapter number one. I told you. I said, if you're not in relationship with God, you cannot find your purpose. You cannot understand your purpose. You cannot know your purpose. And I showed you in the book of Genesis chapter number 1, verse 26, 27, and 28, how that in verse 26, God said the reason why man would be created. And after I said it, God was the one that told the man why he created him and what he was born to do. That's to tell you that God is the only one who can tell you your purpose. Even if a man tells you, he will tell you by the Spirit of God. That's the only way, but it is God telling you. A man by the prophetic anointing and by the gift of God can tell you, this is why you were born. But it's the voice of God. And I'm not saying that, um, you know, the same way they say the voice of man is the voice of God. That's not what I'm talking about. That's different. Now, this kind of man is talking under, under, under the anointing. So he can tell you what you are born, born to do. So it's God talking. It's different from a man just talking based on his mind or his philosophy or because he has studied you. <laughs> That's different. That's not what I'm talking about. So I said First Corinthians chapter number 1, right? We're going to read verse 9. Oh, I love this. This is beautiful. First Corinthians chapter number one, verse nine. It says, God is faithful. Oh, hallelujah. I wish you could understand these connections. It says, God is faithful. By whom you were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hiya. It says, God is faithful. That means God did not leave you. God did not leave you right there in the garden as a fallen and defeated man. No. He's faithful. But he brought you back into fellowship to himself through his son Jesus Christ. The one that is in fellowship with Jesus Christ is in fellowship with God. Just like Jesus said, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So if you're in fellowship with Jesus Christ, you're in fellowship with God. Because he's the way. He said, God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his son Jesus Christ our Lord. In other words, like I said, God did not leave you there as a defeated man in the garden. One who, who fell and lost his purpose and now began to live an aimless life. Look at the things that began to happen after the fall of man. Evil things. Evil things. Why? Because man had become aimless. Man had lost his relationship with God. A man had lost his purpose. But now, Paul is saying by the Spirit right here, he said, but God is faithful. He's faithful. He, did, he didn't leave you right there. He brought you back into fellowship. Aya. Hey, that relationship, that relationship, aya, that will bring to you an understanding of why you were born. Why you came at such a time as this. That relationship, He brought it back. But not even like that one. A bigger one. <laughs> hey, 
He says, God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. I want to read it in the Amplified Bible. This is beautiful. It says, God is faithful. He is reliable, trustworthy, and ever true to his promise. He can be depended on. And through him, you were called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. You were called. Now it's a calling. Did you see that? He calls you unto fellowship. A calling unto purpose. Hiya. A calling unto purpose. A calling unto purpose. When man fell in the garden, he lost everything. He lost the, 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 the Adamic authority. The power to name names. The power to have dominion. Over the things of, the, of, of this old world. God made a list and said everything on earth. And that's why today. Someone can die of cancer. Can die of headache. Can die of stomach ache. Can drink a poison and die. Someone can be poisoned at work. And just take the drink and die. That's why it's possible. Because every man that is now born into the world is first born in the image of Adam. In the Adamic nature. He's born, he's born with the nature of Adam. Hiya. But when you come into Christ, <laughs> hey! Now, man, now you are you are back. Hey, Lakira Gozabaya. Hey! Now you can actually live your life looking and functioning like God. Now, if they poison you at work, Likaba, you are not like that man who has the Adamic nature that when he drinks that poison, he's gonna die. Why? Because he doesn't know who he's in Christ, because he has no Christ in him. But now a Christian, hey, let me show you in the Bible. Now you can drink that poison. They poison you, they think you're gonna die. No, this man is not the he's not the man with the nature of Adam, he's not the nature of God. He has received Christ, and that's what the Bible says. If you drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt you. <laughs> it shall not hurt you. Why now? Because now Christ has come at home with you. You are now in fellowship with God. Ah, you are now hey, la zabahaya. Now you are born into purpose now. <laughs> hey, born again into purpose. Like I showed you in first John chapter 5, verse 1. In the amplified amplified translation, you are born of God. For a purpose. You are born, separated unto God for a purpose. Someone is thinking. So why is it that Christians still die of cancer? If it's true that now they have the nature of God. Ah, the scripture says they know not. Neither do they understand. They walk on in darkness. But yet I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are the children of the Most High. He said, they shall die like mere men. He said, because they don't know and they don't understand, they will die like mere men. Remember, 
The Hebrew word of dominion that we read about, we talked about it. It means to exert, to exercise authority, uh, to exercise, to crumble off, to prevail over. Now, when you are in Christ, you've got to know what you have. You, you have to have the understanding of what you are capable of. Uh, and that's why the scripture is important for you as a Christian to study the Bible. Because that's where God tells you what you have dominion over. Like he told Adam. In the garden, after he created Adam, he told him, this is what you are born for. That's why you have the Holy Ghost. That's why you have the Bible. As you study the scriptures, you begin to see your purpose. You begin to see the light of your life. Hallelujah. Oh boy, hallelujah. Ah. Now you are no more an aimless man. Now God is telling you by his spirit. And that's why I keep saying, I've said it a lot of times. Many things that I found myself doing, it is in the place of prayer. I found my purpose in the place of prayer. When I was praying in tongues, fellowshipping with God, not asking him for anything, but I was just in fellowship with God, praying in tongues, fasting and praying. I was doing that for days, for years. You know, I was just there, loving the Lord. Every time I pray, God began to show me clearly my purpose. He began to reveal my purpose to me. And after some while, after some times, then it will show me, it will tell me my purpose uh, while in the place of prayer and give me a scripture. Who has the power to do that but God? So you can only understand what you, are, what you are here to do, what you are here for because you are in relationship with God. So that man who lived an aimless life didn't understand God, didn't know God. So you have to come to know and begin to exercise your authority. How do you exercise your authority? You've got to exercise it. In other words, your, your authority will be challenged. It will be challenged. And that's why a Christian can have cancer. But what are you going to do? How are you going to exercise your authority? What do you know? What is your knowledge in Christ? That's why you can have an headache. But what do you know? What is your knowledge in Christ? How do you exercise your authority over that? Do you even know you have an authority over that? Your purpose. And once you are at home with this general purpose, you begin to see. Now, God begins to reveal to you the details of your individual purpose. Only God can do these things. A purposeful life. A life without God is a purposeless life. The time is too short to begin to walk anyhow, to do things anyhow. The time is too short. The time is too short. The end is near. The time is too short for you to live aimlessly. The time is too short. Make up your mind that you will find your purpose in God and you will fulfill it and fulfill it well. Let me tell you this. There's your purpose in God and there's a purpose in the world. Which one would you rather choose? You can choose to fulfill your purpose in the world. Like I said, that you are a medical doctor doesn't mean that's your purpose. That's just your profession. It only starts and ends in the world. But what's your God-given purpose as a doctor? <laughs> As a person that you are, what's your God-given purpose? And that's the only thing that matters before God. That's what God is going to judge you with.
What's your God-given purpose? Now, as a medical doctor, you can begin to fulfill your God-given purpose in this sphere of the medical world. So, as you're meeting other medical doctors, you're fulfilling your God-given purpose to them. Maybe your God-given purpose is to bring the gospel to the medical world. As a medical doctor, you're preaching the gospel to your fellow doctors. That might be your God-given purpose. Now you have access into the medical world to preach the gospel to the doctors that you meet. Why? Because you are also a medical doctor. Maybe you are a scientist. Now you have access into the world of scientists to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. Maybe that's your God-given purpose. Not just to be a scientist. Your God-given purpose. A purposeful life. It's too short. Time is too short. To live aimlessly. You cannot just do what you like. You cannot just live how you like, how you want to live. A man with a purpose, it's, 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 yeah, yeah, the desires in his heart, oh my karebaye, is to fulfill that which he was created for. Nothing else matters. Oh, when you find your purpose, when you find your purpose, nothing else will matter. Oh, marigo shateya. When you find your purpose, what is your purpose? Will you decide today to take your fellowship and your relationship with God seriously and put every other thing aside? Maybe they've always called you a failure. Maybe they've always told you that you're stupid. Maybe they've always told you that you live like a fool. But what are you going to do? Are you just going to accept it and live anyhow? And let their prophecy be, 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 be come to pass. Their prophecy come to pass over your life. But what has God said concerning you? Are you going to invest into your relationship with God so that you can understand who you really are? They've told you so many things that you are not that now you don't even understand who you are anymore. Will you decide today to pay attention to the one who created you, who formed you in your mother's womb. Hey, God said to Jeremiah, he said, before you were in your mother's womb, he said, I knew you. And I ordained you a prophet. Jeremiah chapter number one. Let me show you and we'll close the service with that. So that you can understand that God knew you. You, di- you didn't just come by accident. Jeremiah chapter number one. Get that out of your mind. Choose not to live your life anyhow. Choose to live with purpose. What do you do what you do? See, it starts from everything you do every day, every moment of your life. Why do you wake up by 7 o'clock? Why do you wake up by 10 a.m.? Why do you wake up by 12 noon? Why do you wake up by 4 a.m.? Why? Why? Everything now, begin to think about it with a purpose. Why do you eat, why, why, why do you eat five times a day? Why? Why can't you live without drinking coke? Why? And by the time you begin to live a life like that, you'll be cutting a lot of things that you do with indiscipline. You'll be cutting it off. Remember, you are created to function like God and to look like God. I said Jeremiah chapter number one. 
Verse number four. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit of God. This is how God sees everybody. This is how God is with everybody. Everyone. I said Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4 it says then the word of the Lord came unto me saying before I formed thee in the belly I knew thee did you see that God didn't know you when you became a fetus no before you ever became a fetus before before fertilization took place before even your parents were born he knew you Before your great-grandfathers were born, God knew you. You didn't come by accident. How you came, the means, the process by which you came should not determine whether you are a bastard or not. No! Let them call you a bastard. But that doesn't determine who you are. You belong to God. You are God's own child. We are children of God. Not not the children of our parents. Liba Kabaye. Are you listening? God is our father. He gave birth to us. Let's read that verse 4 again. Say, then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee, in the belly I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. Aya. Before he was born, God sanctified him. To do what? That was how his purpose was so important. That even before he, 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 he could even say me, he was already made for his purpose. This is beautiful. He said, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So this man was born. As a prophet of nations. His parents might not even know. Him himself might not even know. As a baby he was born. A prophet unto nations. Just to tell you that. Whoever you are. Wherever you are in your life. God knew you before you were born. The circumstance that surround. How you were born. It's not the determinant of your life. Should not be determinant of who you become or how you think, how you behave, how you act. Find your purpose in God and begin to live that way. Why did God create you? He knew you. He's the only one who can tell you about you. Don't let people tell you who, 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 who you are not. They can only tell you lies. That's why I love the word of God. When I study my Bible, I feel a greater me. I know a greater me. I see a greater me. I might be there talk, studying about Jesus. But somehow, there's a connection between us and Jesus. You are studying about Jesus, yet you are studying about yourself. The Bible says that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Find your purpose. Find your purpose. Make up your mind. Why do you smoke? Why do you drink? These are the questions you should ask yourself. Is this, are these things in line of your purpose? Is this what God has called you to do? Are these so important? These are habits. Habits that you have authority to overcome. Find your purpose. And when you find it, brothers and sisters, live for it. Die for it. Fast for it. Pray for it. Let it be. Let, ah, and that, that becomes your driving force in life. It becomes your driving force. 
That's your purpose. Even though you slept by 12 midnight, we wake you up at, at 3 a.m. to pray, to talk to the Lord. Why? Because he's the one who directs your steps. He's your voice. He's the one that directs you, that tells you, now this is what is next. Now this is the instruction I'm giving you. Now, and as you're listening and hearing from the Lord, blessings come. Blessings. Blessings. You are fulfilling his instructions, doing his word. Blessings. You are increasing. You are getting greater. Before you know it, you have even become a success before you realize it. Because you are not even thinking of becoming a success. Now that's not your worry. All you care about is to do that which the Lord has created you to do unknowingly you have become a success that's how to live brothers and sisters and that's why I say to you a life without God is an aimless life no matter how you how, how worldly successful you are it doesn't count in the last days you see how poor you are Haven't, haven't you seen wealthy men, multi-billionaires, but yet they committed suicide? Why? Why? And somebody who has no money will hear that story and like, hey, if I have money like that, why will I keep myself? That's to tell you, it's not about the wealth. It's not about the money. It's not about the riches. There's something that's more important than life itself. It is purpose. That's why people are frustrated and they commit suicide because they don't understand your purpose, their purpose. A man that, 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 that kills himself, that chooses to commit suicide is because he or she has not come to understand why he is here. They don't understand their purpose. Because when you understand your purpose, you will get angry less. You will gossip, you, you will gossip no more. You will anger no more. You will eat no more. It becomes your driving force. It becomes your focus. Praise the Lord. Oh. May you, may you, may you at this time have that heart, a yearning heart. May God give you that hunger to fellowship with him in a dimension that you have never experienced before so that you can begin to understand your purpose. May God help you. This I pray for you. Because a man who understands their God-given purpose is very dangerous. You cannot kill that man. <laughs> Even if you poison him, he will drink the poison. He or she will drink the poison him. <laughs> and then he will just pass it out of his, of his, of his or her body. Purpose. Purpose. I tell you, it will keep you alive. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. I hope you have been blessed. I hope you have learned something. And I hope you have learned something that will change your life. And I pray for you today. That the grace of God that has come with this message. Will mantle you so mightily. That you will become that which you have heard. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The grace is ministered unto you. The presence of God. Has come upon you in such a way. That you will do exactly what he has called you and gave birth to you to do. May you understand God in another dimension so that you can understand you. Let me tell you this. Listen to this. Don't miss this. Your understanding of God will depend the understanding of you. 
<laughs> your revelation of God, the how much of revelation, the wealth of revelation of God that you have would determine how much of understanding, of the understanding you will have about yourself. So the revelation of God determines the revelation of you. And the re revelation of you is determined by your revelation of God. We are connected to God. We are not animals. We are God's own children. He created us in his image and in his likeness to look like him and to function like him. Go ahead and lift up your hands right now and sing God. Worship him. Give him praise. Adore him. Bless his name. He's worthy to be praised. He's God. He's God. He's God. Mighty God he is. He's a faithful. He's the faithful God. Like we read, he said, God is faithful by whom we were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. He's faithful. He's reliable. He's dependable. Yeah, you can bank on him. You can, you can rest on him. Thank him. Give him praise. Adore him. Thank him. Say to him, Lord, from henceforth, I create times, special times, to fellowship with you so that I can begin to understand why I am here in this world at such a time as this. So that I can begin to fulfill that, that which you have called me to do. That which you have sent me to this, to this nation, to this country, to this location, to this state, to this city at such a time as this to do. So that I can begin to fulfill your dream for me. Like Jesus said, it is written of me. He said, in the volume of the books, it is written of me. Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. So that you can say, as Jesus has said, I've come to do your will, O God. May the Lord strengthen you. The blessings of the Lord rest on you. I bless you with the Spirit of God. I bless you with grace. I bless you with love. I bless you with provisions of all that you require to be and do that which the Lord has called you for. Blessings upon your home, upon your home, upon your marriage, upon your body, upon your health. The hand of the Lord rests upon you. You are moving forward. You are making progress in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The face of the Lord shines upon you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're blessed. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much for being a part of this service. And I hope you've been blessed. And I hope that by next week's Sunday, you'll have a testimony. Praise God. So don't miss next week's Sunday too. Wherever you are, wherever you're watching from, send the link of this, of this service to someone. Bless someone with it. You don't know. You don't know who you will be saving, who you will be helping. You don't know who is thinking about committing suicide right now. This message will be the perfect for them. Go ahead and send it. Send the link to them. And tell them how important it is for them to listen to the message. I can tell you they will listen to it. They will. They will watch it. Praise God. And the next week Sunday, you know, tell them to attend the service because we will be continuing from this. And next week Sunday we will be talking about, you know, what Jesus did. And what we can now do because of what Jesus did. Praise God. Hallelujah. God bless you all. And I pray that you have a wonderful and a glorious week. Week full of testimony. No accident in your paths. No failure in your paths. You will shine. You will glow. You will make progress. You are promoted. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you Lord Jesus. 
Thank you, Father. Until next week, Sunday, keep living in an atmosphere of God's spirit and of his word. I love you all. God bless you all and bye for now.